0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Thanks for coming to our TED Talk. This is Greg Wilson and Rianne Rusos. Jones, bruh. Did you change it?
0: Changed it on my driver's license.
1: Oh, I didn't know you changed it. Yeah. I was actually about to ask you if you changed
0: it. I did. Can no you? hyphen? Um, no. Just Rousos Jones. Are you going to
1: change it on your Instagram?
0: No. I'll keep, professionally, I'll keep yeah. it. RJ. RJ, yes. Everyone, I've been, his whole oh, family good. call me RJ.
1: Oh, they do? It's better than R&R.
0: Yeah, r and just
1: sounds oh, right. That's a great nickname, RJ. RJ. Your name's getting changed in my
2: phone.
0: Today, <laughs> yeah. It's RJ now. RJ.
2: It's just big head at the moment. Yeah,
0: pff, cool.
2: <laughs> so let's address the elephant in the room. Is that how not
0: If you sit here? Yes.
2: Yes, it is. Um,
1: so this is our second attempt at this podcast.
2: They really didn't need to know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you did, yeah. They did. I don't lie to people, mm. you know. Keep it honest. Mm. Um, but we have Rianne back after her holidays, which has been good. She can barely walk because training is a thing.
0: Yeah. Listen. Um, taking four, almost five weeks off because I had to go to nationals. So I really only trained three days last week. Yeah. And I was away Thursday. I was working Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and then coming back, I, I had Monday off because I was in a coma for 12 hours after working all weekend yeah. at
1: Nationals. Yeah, but, you told me you were going to work at 7am. I was like, you are not working at 7am.
0: I did not work at 7am. <laughs> I was going to train on, on Monday morning with Felice and she's like, I, was, uh, <laughs> I said, I'll meet you at the gym at eight 8.30 and she was like, okay. She messages me at 8.45. She's like, are you still coming? I didn't wake up until an hour and 15 minutes later.
2: <laughs> 10 o'clock. Oops. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, so, that means
2: you need it if you needed to sleep in. Yeah.
0: No, it was just, it was awesome weekend. weekend, but we're just like there 13, 14 hours straight. And obviously you're riding the highs and lows of all the lifters.
2: Yeah. Emotionally draining.
0: Yeah. It was just a lot. And then I was also learning a lot. So it was just, yeah. It was heaps. Rianne
1: had her first coaching experience at the australian national championships
0: i did yeah and it's wow it's savage yeah it's so savage not between the lifters the lifters are all like happy like chilling on the sides it's the coaches that are coming up with the tactics to like throw other people off it's intense it's really cool like
2: you, you nominate your lift And you pretend like you're about to hit it, and then you're like, no, we're going to skip.
0: No, so... That type of tactic, or...? Well, yeah, similar, but, like, basically, when you weigh in, you have to put your starting snatch and your starting clean and jerk down. No one puts their accurate weight down. Everyone puts, like, five-ish kilos lighter than what they're going to go out on. yeah. Because, also, you just want to make sure you can only increase by a certain percentage or decrease by a certain, certain percentage, um for the opening lift. So you don't want to be like, Oh, I'm going to hit 75 kilos for my first snatch today. And then you warm up and you're like, Oh no, I can't hit 65, Mm -hmm. you know? So you just want to have a better gauge. So you go in with a plan, but you put in a couple kilos lighter, but then when you go to do everybody's count. So as a coach, I have to count how much time and how many lifts say Liam has before he has to go out on the platform because everybody who's lifting a lighter weight than him has to lift before him. So you have to. So c- obviously I'm
1: lifting last. Yeah, oh.
0: big dog. Uh, so you have to figure out that timing. But if no one's put in their yeah. accurate numbers, you have no idea yeah. if someone's going to. Some people were jumping 10 kilos. Mm. They'd put like 60 kilos down and they're opening on 70. And you're like, I, like, what? Mm. You know? Mm. And then you've lost six lifts. Mm. So it was like, you had to. There was like. The athlete of me who like wants to communicate with the athlete so they know what the fuck is going on. They don't need to know. But also, I then can't take my eyes off the board Mm -hmm. because people will change in a heartbeat, Mm. and so you have to like be okay with being a lifter and being able to kind of just sit there and just be told what to do and be patient. Mm. And then as a coach, you have to make sure that they stay like that. Mm. They don't start getting antsy and doing stuff they shouldn't be doing but also that you're not fucking up their count. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's a lot. It's yeah. way more than any, like way more on the coach than I ever thought.
2: Yeah, that's exciting though. Would they be ever hitting their first attempt in the warm-up? Some people do. if Because if you don't know when you're going to lift, you'd be like, I oh, know I can get this weight. You hit it, you don't know if you're on for another five or ten minutes. It just it feels
1: like a waste having to hit a weight
0: twice, in my opinion. No, yeah. So the only case in which someone would hit... The same weight is let's say I put your opening weight at sixty eight kilos for your snatch. We're warming up out the back, you hit sixty-four, and it's like, oh, that wasn't great. Yeah. And then you we had the intention of let's say bumping you up to seventy kilos. Mm. And so your last warm-up weight was sixty-eight kilos and you missed sixty-eight kilos and we didn't have enough time to make a change or they were already on a certain weight hmm. on the bar where you had to go out at 68 kilos. That's the only time I'd really ever get you to... I wouldn't ever get you to do that warm-up weight with, like intentionally out the back. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Anyway. But yeah, it was intense. It Good
2: was time. a lot. So the uh, intention and purpose behind this video was to firstly just get everyone together and have a chat. Um, we're going to touch on the, the program from each of our different perspectives and not just from this block perspective, but from an overview as well for what we're trying to achieve towards the back end and into the middle of next year. Um, and you know, just talk some shit and potentially review the CrossFit Games as well. Yeah. So shall we do what we did last time and we'll just <laughs> talk about the games first now that we can yeah. talk about the actual full yeah. thing and then we can finish off with the programming and um, sort of like nut out anything that, you know, any questions that people might have or have asked in the in the mm. past about yeah. what, they, um, what they think about the program and stuff. So last time we did this little dry run, we had predictions on the CrossFit Games yeah. and we don't need to air that because none of it came true. <laughs> the predictions were all fucked up. But at a, on a scale of 1 to 10, what is your thoughts on the CrossFit Games compared to last year or the year before?
1: I enjoyed it a lot. I didn't feel like there was... So my biggest problem with the year before was I felt that there were a couple of gimmicky things that kind of they put in there... impressive to watch all it was was embarrassing the athletes being like look see you should have been practicing everything and you didn't practice this last year Mm. rather than being like hey let's showcase how good these athletes are and I think it is important to test these guys and I think they nailed that this year they did some some stuff that um, people may have or may have not practiced but also wasn't so outlandish out of the normal sphere of training that they could still nail it and look good after a couple of rounds. So, um, I thought they really executed that aspect. What well were
2: your, before. what was your like, favorite and worst part, or like most interesting part and most critiqued part? Um, my
1: favorite part, I think, was watching the Helena, that version of Helen, the um, three bar rounds, yeah, three rounds, four hundred meter run, twelve bar muscle ups, and twenty one dumbbell snatches. That workout could have been so easy for them to be like, oh, we're going to do super fucking heavy dumbbell or whatever. Mm. But they just kept it simple and let the athletes make a show of it. And it was Great. so good to watch because <coughs> it was also the last workout before the first cuts.
0: Mm. So, just so see, everyone fought for everyone it. Everyone
1: was yeah. fighting so hard. It was really, really, really good to see. I loved it. that
2: That workout, in my opinion, the stimulus that they showcased is the exact same stimulus that I felt the first time I did Helen yep. unbroken. Yep. Because the intention is to always push really hard on the run. The pull-ups and the kettlebell swings were always intended to be unbroken. Yep. And so their version, the best, most, almost everyone was doing unbroken bar muscle-ups and obviously I think I didn't, unbroken snatches. Except for maybe in the first heat yeah, of the one ladies, or two people. I don't think the I saw The majority were doing unbroken muscle-up. everything. And it all came down to how much 12. grit and determination you have on that run. And it's a running workout, 100%. Yeah. So it still and felt like a running workout for them, which is honouring the, the stimulus of the workout. What absolutely blew me away was their times on their 400 metres.
0: Yeah, weren't they like doing like They're
1: 90-kilo guys running a minute 15, 400. Insane. Like, we don't know if it's exactly 400 metres that they're running, but even if it's 350 metres...
0: Oh, because wasn't who was someone? It was close enough, yeah. whatever.
1: <laughs> just like the 5K. Yeah, the 5K was a little short. But anyway, like, just, it's funny watching these guys run. They don't look like they can run because mm. they're quite muscular. And then you look at the times they're running and you're like, that is very impressive. Mm. Like, super impressive. So, yeah, I don't know, that was my favorite. Most critiqued, um, I hated the 40 minute bike ride. First event out the gate of the games. You've already got a 5K announced. Like Everyone knows we're running a 5K somewhere and then you're making them do a 40 minute AMRAP on the bike. push bikes, I just didn't like it. I thought they could very easily have combined those two events and gotten the same result. Mm. Like do a, five, do a do five rounds of a 1K run and a 1K bike and you're testing both things, probably the same people still win those events. I didn't love it. But other than that, I couldn't really complain. Yeah. About Last
2: year's first event was a bike ride. Yeah, and maybe the year or the year before that was the crit. That was also the first the event first as well. Event. Yeah, and I just feel like it's nothing new. But the risk of people stacking it, yeah, I hated cutting their well. knees, getting stitches, potentially getting concussed. Forty people on a track as like ten meters wide. Forty people on
1: bikes starting in a rolling start. People are gonna fall off, and you're like you could be like, oh yeah, but you should be able to manage that because be ready for anything. But it's a race, I'm people gonna are going to cut you for, off
0: I'm going to be ready for injury Yeah, like. exactly, so
1: I don't know, I, I didn't love that I would have really liked to see, combine the 5k run and that Make it 5 rounds of 1k and, and 1k And send people in wave starts so that they're not running into each other I just didn't make sense to me But the rest of the weekend for me was probably one of my favourite ones to watch Especially because there was no dominance No one yeah. dominated the field It was just really good CrossFit yeah. Anyway I've now spoken 10 minutes about what I
2: thought. Did you watch it?
0: I only got to see some of the shorts. I haven't watched it in full yet, uh, but I do plan on it. I Listen, I agree with you. I don't like the bike ride, the 40 minutes of bike riding. Mm. I think that that differently could have been done in a different way um, and still achieved a similar stimulus. I... There was only two workouts with a barbell in it.
2: I actually like that. I like that too. (laughs) (laughs) There's actually been a lot of discussion about this in the CrossFit space, about barbells being used as training. It's a tool in the gym, but real-world application is picking up odd objects, stones, bags. I really enjoyed that there was...
1: That all the weightlifting was a mixture of weightlifting. There was sandbags, there was dumbbells.
2: I don't mind. There was.
0: I don't mind that. That doesn't bother me. That there's variation. Yeah. It would be thing. like, hey,
2: there's 15 events at this year's CrossFit Games. Six of them have rowing. It's like, yeah. Or it's the exact same equipment being used in a different way. You yeah. know, like barbells. Obviously, you can go overhead, you can squat, you can lunge, you can Olympic lift. But to me, it's like, it just proves that you're really good with a barbell.
1: Mm. I think I think one more barbell workout would have been cool. Like one extra, like just doing the last workout with thrusters really doesn't showcase your ability to cycle a barbell.
0: That's it. What would I mean. have been
1: cool to see some barbell cycling. Um,
0: you got a heavy lift. You got a traditional CrossFit movement. Then some sort of s- cycling of a barbell. Whether mm. that's even like deadlifts or, or whatever it is. Yeah. But,
1: um, they did use a sandbag twice. Yeah. Which, while I liked both of the sandbag workouts.
0: Did we need two? Can of you, them? you
1: can you need do you need two sandbag workouts and only two barbell workouts? But then again, you could always always be like, why is the barbell more important? But so like they sandbag.
2: they interviewed Laura Horvat and Jeff Adler at the end of the event, mm. and they're like, were you surprised at the lack of barbells? And they're like, w- they're both the people that would froth most would on barbells, yeah. barbells, and they yeah. won the whole games. Yeah. So it proves that using a barbell a lot yeah. helps building strength. Hundred percent. But then you can showcase that in so many mm. different versions but i definitely like a barbell
0: it. and a sandbag isn't show co- showcasing that in heaps of different variations yeah
2: i think i think i
1: would have the only thing i would have changed is maybe instead of thrusters doing some kind of barbell cycling movement on the last one because then you're covering barbell strength in the one rep max test and barbell cycling ability instead of just thrusters because you can do thrust like they already did a leg conditioning piece with the heavy sandbag squats so the thrusters is just exactly the same as heavy. So they could have done clean and jerks or yeah, or power snatches or whatever there. But I I do feel like... I, I really enjoyed seeing like, the mixture of weightlifting implements, which mm-hmm. was cool for me.
0: But, like, I love a yoke carry. Mm. Like, all of those. Like, yeah, a like heavy an sled. Axle bar. And, yeah. Yeah, an axle bar. You could have put an axle yeah. bar in there, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not that I don't, like...
2: Axel cleaner jacks would win. That would have been sick. How many times have they ended the games with a lunge to the line? Every time. It's they like... do it
1: every year because it looks good when you're there in person. So I think the more we go into this, the more I'm going to be like, oh, actually this and that and this <laughs> and that. I thought it was really good. I hated the bike ride and probably could have done something more barbell cycling instead of thrusters because the poor people, their legs were like, they destroyed their legs all weekend. Uh, could have been something a little bit more exciting that wasn't just thrusters yeah. at the end.
2: That's true. Um, yeah. One workout I loved and one workout I didn't love, but I thought I would love the workout with the um, long rope pull double under and shimmy. You liked that? No.
0: You hated that?
2: It looked cool when I was like, whoa, that looks interesting." Long rope and like um, you know parallel bars this is going to be really fun. And when I watched it, I just thought it looked very dumb. It was very boring to watch. Like the rope was like looping yeah. up, and they were like kind of like getting in everyone's way, and yeah. it was just like really crammed. And then they were doing double unders on like a.
1: The only reason that was good to watch was because of what Roman Kranikov did in that event.
2: Yeah, which was Funny, funnily broke his enough ankle. Broke his ankle. <laughs> that goes super viral, right? Yeah, a man with one leg doing double unders, yet the adaptive division. Yeah, they do could that do that all the time. ten times better. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there are people doing muscle ups that don't have any feeling in their legs. Yeah, mm-hmm. but this that got showcased and so it should it was amazing to watch but like they like they don't even stream the adaptive division yeah but what they're doing is 10 times more impressive than what roman did yeah Mm -hmm. no i agree um
0: and then what was the one that you liked
2: oh the one that i loved it was so good five rounds for time seven muscle ups sandbag over medium sandbag over higher and then the big one right under the edge i thought that was fucking cool that looked like a CrossFit Games workout, yeah. an yeah. old school CrossFit Games workout where rich running was in the field. Yeah. You know, that's what it reminded me of. This
0: is this is the thing, and this is maybe just the generation of where I spent most of my time competing in CrossFit. Mm. Is that I just feel like, and this is what CrossFit does: it continuously morphs and changes into something else. But sometimes I feel like we get too carried away. Like the the pull up pullovers, cool, yeah. but it wasn't even it wasn't a pull. It's it's a pullover. Yeah, I guess do you know what I mean and even still we've just like crossfitified it and now you've got to do them linking like you're doing um, broken bar muscle do you know what I mean and it's like it's not it's impressive to watch but I feel like it just has gone so far away from what that traditional I
1: was thinking crossfit that handstand workout the handstand walk workout what changes in that workout if you make them instead of doing pullovers they have to spin around on the spot on their feet 20 times before going back There's no difference between doing pullovers and just being dizzy on the way going back.
2: So, like, I think what they're trying to do, and I could be way off here, but I've read all the CrossFit journals that came out from 2001 through to like 2010. There was a new journal every month, and back then back in 2002 they were highlighting the importance of the pullover and mm. how it correlates to getting a bar muscle up or just like your awareness through space mm. they they highlighted the double crossover way back then mm. and then it's almost like we've forgotten about it for 10-15 years yeah. and then they see it at the CrossFit Games and they're like Crossfits a circus now. It's yeah. like work at this fucking stupid movement. But it's kinda like but my question, Well they were talking about it like fifteen years ago. Yeah, but my question but is do we need to again. see
0: them do fifteen unbroken? Yeah. Like No,
2: but I don't think you'll ever see that ever again. As no, well. yeah, yeah, no, I agree,
1: but then start the journal again. Like that would be great. Start the journal if you if you want people to find out about the basics and stuff how they used to do it was write about it in the journal the where thing people is, read about it the
0: basic of a pullover now is not what it is it's people just going to be trying to string 15 yeah. together mm-hmm. that's not 16 yeah, 16 together that's not learning how to do a pullover yeah. to improve your other skills no, that's
1: doing that's yeah. doing a
0: whole different movement yeah. They've created another entire movement
1: anyway I th- I don't think it was that that yeah. bad But well, I actually so.
2: didn't love that event to be yeah. honest um, I thought it was a bit
1: Who gimmicky well? myself yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think it was less gimmicky than the double under crossovers because no one couldn't do it. Yeah, People were better and worse at it, but everyone could at least do it, which means no one was standing there being the second fittest person last year and they can't do a pullover, looking like an
2: idiot in mm. the top heat. I just yeah. don't. The fittest woman in the world. Not um, being able to do it. My last thing, and I was just thinking about this when I was watching the games, is like, why, you know that saying... Um, we've always done it this way you know like that's like the most dangerous thing to say especially when it comes to like business or when it comes to like sporting teams it's like we've always done it this way and you're not willing to change why is it that it has to be 15 events over 4 days in 12, this time of the year 12, 12 right? events over yeah. the, like you know like like golf you play tournaments and you yeah. get points and you sort of almost showcase longevity over the years like you've got to perform over mm. every, and obviously you might not be as fit as what they are right now but I want to know, can the fittest man in the world walk five kilometers in the snow? Yeah. I want to know, what does the fittest man in the world look in December? You know? Like, why does it have to, why is the yeah. equation 12 to 15 events over four days? That's it. It's in that August. That would be interesting. It would
1: be interesting. And I would be a big advocate for moving the games to a different country every year.
0: Oh, I would love to see it in a different country. Because
1: then you could do stuff like that. You could go to Iceland in the winter and be like, okay, this year yeah. one of our events I is we are skiing. We're in the you've fucking got, snow got, now, yeah, guys. <laughs> you've got
2: Rogue, you've got the CrossFit Games, you've got Dubai, and let's say Torin. Let's say you've got four events over the space of the year.
1: And the winner is the person who did the best over those. Yeah, one's in the snow,
2: one's in the desert, one's in a nice climate, and one's at high altitude. Mm. You know, just for example. um, That would be cool. That would be cool. I think it's just a little bit... I don't know, it's it's just a money
1: thing. But also,
0: financial. I think then you get
1: the actual fitness of the person, right? Because they've got to be fit all year round that means that they've actually got to decrease their training yes. volume so they might not the look as fit as
2: what they do yeah, right now yeah because what happens at but the it's games more realistic. is they
1: prep for 8 weeks and they are freaks but then for the next 2 weeks after the games it's like bodybuilding right comatose like you're useless you're actually at your worst when you're on the bodybuilding stage and it's you probably are. not far off for these crossfit athletes they are probably as close to breaking point as they can get it would be interesting to see how they could go across a whole a whole year rather than just one one week pinpoint. event And the, I think it would be good For the athletes too Because sponsorships Would be better Because you're performing Four times a year Instead of One. once a year Yeah that's a good point Greg. I like it
0: Yeah I think it's just Going to come down To the financial ability Of yeah,
2: most It might not athletes. be Write As promotable as well gastric. I just I was just thinking that Like why yeah. does it Always have to be done This way Yeah no I agree Yeah Let me just Restart the thing And we'll start it again Ha ha
1: ha just do, you to, do you want me to Clap a second time?
0: Yeah.
2: Just stresses me out when it cuts off at thirty minutes. Yeah, it sucks. Um, uh, so. All right, next topic: programming. Yes. Um, we have we're probably halfway through this block. You'd say four uh, to five weeks. This is this is third th- week. week, three out of nine. We're
0: nearly finished week three. Oh yeah. right, yeah, yeah. So we're coming up to yeah. week four.
2: Yeah, nearly um, of nine. Yeah, I think. Um, did you want to go over what you're highlighting for this training block and what we're building to?
1: Yeah, I'll start. Uh, Actually, I think it probably works better if you start and Mm. then I'll build on you because my gymnastics and other stuff that I'm doing is very heavily based on what the... uh,
0: Everything else.
1: Everything else. So we'll start with the weightlifting. Maybe we'll move this a little closer to you. There you go.
0: Um, Yeah, so we are currently in like a power uh, development, speed development block. Um, And the... The thing we have just gone through is like this really big strength building phase. So we've just done squatting multiple times a week, lots of heavy weight lifting. Um, we've built like a really good strength foundation. Uh, and we're now trying to morph that into something that's powerful and fast. Now that doesn't just benefit weightlifting, that benefits obviously, you know, cycling a barbell and CrossFit, cycling wall balls and CrossFit, being able to, you know, develop power and speed to get a sandbag over your shoulder. It translates into a lot of other things. Not just your your strength work or your lifting work, um, and so the goal for this block was just obviously to take that strength and make it really powerful, dynamic, and make it really fast, um, or improve those things so that we're now we're not just continuously doing like ongoing strength. We're actually looking at the movements and how we can develop them as a whole instead of just like plodding along on another strength program. When it comes to developing strength there's more than just you know five by five back squats or whatever it is you have to look at the whole component of each movement and so like I said in weightlifting you need balance you need speed you need power you need strength you need coordination you need all of those things and so when we look at our programming we want to kind of like go up and down through those cycles looking at improving kind of those aspects while maintaining our base strength if not increasing it because we've increased the other aspects so we're going to gradually go up um yeah so right now we're in that power speed phase and then after this we're going to go into more of an endurance phase so you know we've got us we've got our strength we've got our speed we want to now t- uh, empower, and power We're going to take that and we want to make it last a really long time um and you know you'll see us doing things like 20 rep squats and you know stuff that's going to be quite hard good yay mm-hmm. I don't know I said that last time <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't change no one wants to hear that but stuff like that so that's how we're kind of more through your strength you never the aim is never to be like oh we're going to do strength box and it's like We're done with strength now. Mm. Let's not worry about that. Our goal is to maintain strength and slowly increase it across the entire year. So what we're doing now with the jump squats and the speed and all that stuff, that's maintaining strength. It's improving it in a different aspect. So
2: So, what I think some people might be afraid of is because they're not squatting as stupid, as heavy as possible, that they're not going to be able to hit close to what they were hitting three weeks ago.
0: I don't think that squatting heavy all of the time, and I think a lot of people will agree with me, squatting heavy doesn't mean that you're going to get a heavier squat. Mm-hmm. Um, improving your movement, your power out of the bottom of your squat, your ability to you know, complete multiple reps, your volume, your intensity, all of those things combined are going to help develop your squat. Yeah. So, no, you don't need to squat heavy all of the time. We need to be squatting consistently. So I would never take back squats out of the program or front squats out of the program entirely because, yes, of course, if we're not kind of putting that weight on our back and being used to it and being familiar with it, if you've got to try and put a heavy barbell on your back and squat and you haven't done it in six weeks, well, of course, there's going to be a problem. So the thing is that we're not not squatting heavy. We're squatting, you know, yeah. at a maintenance mm-hmm so it sounds right like now. it's
2: very obviously very deliberate what, what you're doing and how many times have you heard in the past even with CrossFit Games athletes they're like oh I just PB'd my so and so and I haven't done a one rep max so and so in ages yeah, because they're probably doing really well deliberate thought out training mm-hmm. where they're not putting more risk to injury by just yeah. going 95% Happy. all the time and I time. think there are points of the year where it does help to do a
1: big squat cycle which is what we just did but if you do that all year round like it's like if we all started with an empty bar and every week we added added five kilos we'd all have 300 kilo squats at the end of the year and that's just not how it works (laughs) yeah so you've got to do eight weeks of slowly increasing your squat and then do eight weeks of eight weeks of slowly increasing your power out of the bottom of a squat and then eight weeks of being like oh I can now do 10 reps at my old 5-rep max. it's You are stronger. Yeah. Your 1-rep max might not have gone up in that 8-week period, but everything else is getting stronger, and then by the end of the year, you're going to be retesting. And in theory, and hopefully In practice, for
0: most cases because this is not the first time yeah. this has ever been done yeah. <laughs> uh, You know, I'm not the one, I haven't created this out of thin air yeah. this is like lots of years of experience and practice and watching other people do it and going through it myself and it's I think that's the one thing that sometimes gets a little bit lost in CrossFit when it comes to the strength portion of like your training, um, obviously because we always put such an emphasis on Metcons and stuff like that you and they're like oh well i'll just i'll just do some squats you know twice a week or whatever and that should be good like that would if you were to just squat twice a week without any real intention but follow some generic program i guarantee you you either end up injured or you end up just staying the same or not following through that squat program Mm -hmm. because it's boring and you don't want to keep doing it Mm -hmm. right we're not trying to look at developing just your strength we wanted well we are looking at developing your strength but we want to look at developing you as an entire athlete that's going to improve your movement across crossfit and all of the things that we need you to do um not just give you
2: a really heavy one rm back squat yeah yeah that being said we're not testing that one rm but if you were like hey we're going to go through this power and speed phase and then you just go and do a local crossfit comp and all of a sudden you do test something you're like yep. fuck i didn't expect that because i haven't done a one rep max back squat in a while mm-hmm. but all this explosive dynamic stuff that we're doing is not gonna not help yeah mm-hmm. improve that 100 yeah i think people just need it there they need to tick it off every month to be like yeah i still got it I've still i'm still got it. squatting I've still
0: got between it. 85 and 100 percent. it's yeah. like Yes, you become familiar with the weight. It doesn't necessarily mean and you get better at moving it because you're doing it more regularly. It doesn't actually mean that you're getting any stronger. Mm-hmm. That's one thing as a weightlifter that we always do. We'll always do, you know, three, four sets of heavy doubles or singles at, you know, 85 to 100%. That doesn't necessarily mean that my 1RM is going to improve, mm. right? Because I'm not challenging myself, I'm staying where it's comfortable and I'm maintaining that position right consistency breeds like familiar familiarity and so you get used to that weight on your back sometimes that ends or you know sometimes that ends in an improvement but really it doesn't always necessarily Mm -hmm. doing a squat program requires intention as well if you're going to get the most out of a squat program you have to do every session miss no reps because they're calculated down to the rep The set The percentage of what you're doing it To get a certain outcome At the end of that program Right People don't just make squat programs up and go This is good enough This seems right If you go and read about it, how people calculate squat pro- They're talking about tonnage of weight Moved every set Do you know what I mean? So it's way more of a precise science Than like just doing squats twice a week You know at a moderate to heavy weight Yeah
2: yeah, um, something I did want to touch on as well and I would be the only one I guess to talk about it because I'm 40 <laughs> but like just touching on like masters athletes and like people that have maybe been in this game for a little bit longer or they're older or you know like they're just coming towards that back end where they're maybe not interested in finding a new one rep max anything anymore their goal isn't to put on 10 kilos on their snatch yeah. or whatever all this stuff that we do is still really, really important and good, especially for like bone health and density and you know, joint pain and full range of motion. The only thing I would suggest changing for an older athlete, I do this myself as well, is just lower the volume a little bit. So if there's bloody eight or ten clean pool sets, sometimes I just do five or six. Mm. And even if I'm tweaking the program a little bit like that, just because I know I'm, I'm I'm pulling heavy off the ground a lot, um, or I'm going below parallel two or three times this week. I just lower the volume a little bit, or I'll have a, a full-on rest day on Thursday, um, rather than feeling like you have to do every single thing to a T, or else you're not going to get anything out of it. And I think a lot of people fall into that trap of like, I missed a day, so I'm going to catch up on that day. Uh, all of a sudden, you're going overhead twice in in two days or something like that
0: it ends up messing with the program as a whole
2: mm. yeah yeah and yeah, just you're sometimes
1: if you feeling beat up you're better off missing something and not doing it rather than missing it and trying to catch it up with doing a double day doing down. it later yeah yeah yeah.
0: but that's being smart with your pro that's yeah. like being smart with your body and understanding mm. you that's
2: know, different yeah. for everyone as well I just don't think we highlighted enough like the older generation that still fucking come in every single morning or night time yeah. and they just maybe don't, don't need as much or their percentages might be just I guess they're the same percentages but yeah. they're a little bit lower. But uh,
1: yeah, I think that um, goes
2: for everyone. If you have a dodgy
1: back that gets sore when you pull off the ground a lot hey. and you see this week as four days of pulling off the ground, then you know, hey, maybe instead of doing ten sets on ten sets on all those four days, I do five sets on all those four days. Like you're adults.
2: Yeah. You can do Well you that. give yourself a quota of like Yeah. This should only take ten minutes. Yeah. So I might get through three to five sets of that rather yeah. than like eight. Hey eight sets and drag it out to like 20 minutes
0: I think like I mean but even like I had four and a half nearly five weeks off Mm. I haven't done a full day Mm. I haven't come back and done a full day yet I don't Mm. think there's always been one aspect because and I've reduced the weight on a lot of the workouts. Yeah. I've not hit You're any- doing exactly
2: what you'd tell a member to do. Literally,
0: yeah. I've not hit a single percentage for anything. Mm. I haven't matched any percentages based off of what my one I think people are.
2: need to hear that more often. Yeah. Because um, I do that as well. I'll, I'll tweak my percentages if I'm feeling a bit beat up or if I just came off the Tourium Pro or a competition Um, and I don't think I verbalise that very much sometimes that you don't always have to
0: hey by the way I this is why I'm changing it
1: I didn't do what I wanted to do today
2: but like a lot of the members do look up to you and you and me and they're like oh I wish I could do what you do but it's like well I I forgot to let you know that I actually didn't do I actually scaled today yeah
0: and that's honestly when I put my scores in for a workout I'll Mm. always put if I scaled it or not like I'll always put like what I'm doing because that is what i would tell anybody to do Mm. but also i just think it's important to listen to your body and right now after five weeks off no that's good i'm not hitting percentages so be smart with that listen to your body i go off an rpe so i'm like if it's 80 percent i'm like this should feel like an eight out of ten and eventually what will happen is after a few weeks of training my body will catch up Mm -hmm. it won't be so sore and i'll be back to lifting my normal numbers anyway
2: yeah so we're going through this speed and power cycle right now. Yeah. What's to come and what's the plan? What's the goal? Like okay. what? What's the the end line?
0: So same. Similarly, we train CrossFit. So while it is important to have heavy one RM's for your squats, for your lifts, and everything like that, realistically, we need to lift consistently between that eighty-five to ninety-five percent, and you need to be able to do it for multiple reps so at the end of this program what we're trying to create is an athlete that can comfortably move that 85 to 95 percent because if you look at a workout in the open most like when we've had a heavy lift it's after a big workout under fatigue so it's not going to be in the pristine conditions of testing a one rm you need to be able to perform under that kind of standard.
2: So there was only one CrossFit comp this whole year that you lifted not under fatigue, yeah. and that was at the CrossFit Games. But yeah. it, it was, was the even though there was yeah. It wasn't after. Yeah, it wasn't. Up, it
0: wasn't immediately so, like, yeah. after. A workout. The open yeah.
2: quarterfinals, semifinals, all directly mentoring. after a workout.
0: They're all directly after a workout. Yeah. So yes, it's important to keep increasing that one arm strength, but we're trying to also increase your capacity to kind of push that limit between Mm -hmm. that 85 and 90 percent doing multiple reps so that's like the end goal so when we get to a workout you can be like i'm gonna do pretty fucking close to my one rm because that's how i've conditioned myself to go um if you hit your one rm it's awesome it's great adrenaline kicks in you're more likely to do that if you're prepared for that like percentage like 85 to 95 percent. you're more likely to hit your one rm than if we never push you to that point so um we're going now, we've got speed and power, we're then going to go into endurance because like I said, we've just built all of our strength up and we want to take that strength, we want to make it strong and power uh, fast and powerful and then we're going to ask it to last a really long time. So we want to try and be able to maintain that, sh- that strong, powerful output for as long as we possibly can. Um, once we've gone through that, and that's our endurance block, once we've gone through that endurance block, we're then going to go into some more open, specific... Barbell cycling, interval work, um, under fatigue work—that's the kind of stuff that you'll end up seeing closer yep. to the open.
2: And sure. when is peaking? When are we? When should we be peaking or feeling like we're peaking? So there'll be two points. Two points. Um, One
0: for most, which <clears throat> is yeah, the open. So for most
1: people, the the end of the season will be up for the in the open. Um, and then a lot of people will be...
0: Continuing on through to Torian. To
1: Torian is going to be where we're aiming to peak. Um,
0: for the competitive for guys.
1: all the competitive guys, basically. We're going to be encouraging everyone to try and get a team in. Love to get the same kind of turnout that we got to All-Stars to get that at, at the Torian okay. and make that the thing that we do every year as a gym. Was like, hey, we're all going to the Torian this year together. Mm. Um, So, yeah, that's what we're peaking for.
0: There is something that I want to touch on in relation to that. So, especially for the competitive guys, you need to look at the Open as something that you train through Mm. because your end goal isn't the Open. It's not even Mm. quarterfinals. Yeah, Yeah. it's not even quarterfinals. It's Torian. So, understanding that it's not going to be like a full taper into the Mm -hmm. Open and then a full taper into quarterfinals and then a full taper into that being able to you know do four days of normal training have a day off do the open on Saturday yeah. maybe redo it on Monday or Tuesday mm-hmm. if you have to really we're trying to get you into a place where you can comfortably continuously train and still give a high output and performance yep. but get you well, to that end. I think
2: if they are really competitive they shouldn't be redoing it on Monday yeah correct no. your first attempt should once. be more than enough for you to get top 10% and then you need to go back into your training again mm-hmm. yeah that's what I mean
1: you don't you don't want to finish the open and be less fit than you were at the start of
2: correct the and when you're
0: too busy taking days off and repeating workouts, it ends up impeding on what our end goal for you guys is. It is like, to
1: be at the Touring. That's doing six yeah. weeks yeah. of shitty that's programming May, that yeah. you've
0: done. You've,
2: February. You've yeah. lost
0: a lot of opportunity there mm-hmm. to grow and continue to get better and push your limits. Yeah. So understanding that for you guys, the Open is just like you know one thing. It's a workout you've got to tick off every week to get you to quarters, and the same thing. Quarters is one weekend, and be able to after two days rest come back through and our aim is to give you programming that allows for that as well yeah
2: yeah um before you go into your gymnastics programming what are what do you think our realistic chances of getting a team into semi-finals and not just to the community division next year
1: uh, i think that is a goal for at least six of our members and i think there is a it'll be difficult
2: but i think there is a chance i think on any given day especially with something like crossfit where it just comes down to like hurting providing you've got all the skills and the base level of strength you can outperform some of the people that you thought you would never even close mm-hmm. to touching no you know? i agree um and it just i just got reminded of that when i was like watching a football game on the weekend it's like that team should be beating that team by fucking 60 points. Mm -hmm. And you know what? They just decided that they're fucking hard enough. They grit their teeth. They do a few things right. They still lost. But, um, (laughs) you know, they lost by 10 points and not by 60 points. Um, I look at some of our girls in particular and I get incredibly excited because they are on the precipice of something really great. I just need them to be reminded that it's still a long game. And now that you've got these... Kind of skills under your belt that your training has now really officially just started mm-hmm. rather than being like, sweet, you've got it. High five. Goal done. You know, like it's almost like when you receive a black belt in martial arts, your training actually doesn't start till you get your black belt, whereas people are like, I got my black belt, that's it now. No. Mm-hmm. Your training has just started. So when you get all these cool things like a bodyweight snatch or linking a couple muscle ups together or handstand walks, it's like your training is now just starting to begin. And now that you've got them base level of skills. I think you know, maybe next year, maybe the year after. I honestly think we can get a team into semifinals, so top twenty.
1: Yeah, or top so I 30. think the hardest part's actually getting to the quarterfinals, and then once you're at the quarterfinals, it's the top
0: twenty. Top no.
1: twenty go through to the. To but it's the it's the top torrent.
0: four trying to get into the top top forty, 40 for to quarters. qualify for
1: quarters yep. is usually the hardest because people can use their top, you know, athletes. top athletes like Brandon Swan and. Royce Dunn and whatever, who are going to compete in an individual, they can use their, their scores, scores to get into quarterfinals. We don't, we don't, we have, don't that. have that. So that's the hardest part, is getting into quarterfinals. But the key to getting into quarterfinals is having our skills down. Yeah, It's very rarely going to be, oh, I was the fittest because I could do the most double-unders. It's always going to be, hey, I couldn't string my ring muscle-ups together and it cost my team a spot in the quarterfinals. And that is why... We are putting a huge em- emphasis every week on practicing our gymnastics and extra accessory work.
0: I went in in 2018 when I was the closest I was to ever making it. The one thing that let me down, I did not have high volume ring muscle ups. Yeah, and it fucking killed Especially me. Especially
1: for the girls, like if you're a girl who can do upwards of 10 ring muscle ups, even if you are less unf- like less fit than the girl who can do singles you are going to beat her in an online qualifier because there's going to be a workout and there's going to be 2,000 people between you and the person below you Mm. just because you could do a set of five ring muscle-ups and they had to do five singles. It's super, super, super important, which is why this next bit is important. Yeah. Which is. Which is. uh, So on our first eight-week block, we spent a lot of time working on our strict stuff. So we did strict pull-ups, strict handstand push-ups and um, l-sits kind of working on not just getting stronger but getting stronger in large volume reps so some people are doing upwards of 75 strict pull-ups or 75 strict handstand push-ups every single week not including all the pull-ups and handstand push-ups and all the other stuff we're doing inside workouts workouts, okay so what we're doing this eight-week block is we're keeping the volume of that strict stuff down, but we are making it more difficult. So we're doing max effort sets. So instead of doing lots of volume across a short time period, it's literally as many as you can in one set. So for example, we had our strict Chester bars this week, um, had to do as many as possible, ideally 10. Okay, so you get your 10 strict Chester bars, follow that by a high skill movement that we are practicing to do really well. So today, this week, uh, it's ring muscle ups. So you do your 10 strict Chester bars, do between 10 and 20 ring muscle-ups, make them look beautiful in small sets, not large sets, and then finish with another 10 strict Chester bars. Um, that theme is gonna continue for the whole eight weeks and the emphasis here is practicing really good movement. For the handstand push-ups, it's every week, it's, it's alternating between handstand walks, handstand walks with turnarounds, and wall walks. Um, for the L-sit version, we're going between toes to bar and rope climbs. For the pull-ups, we're going between butterfly pull-ups, butterfly chest bars, and ring muscle-ups. So we're really going, really putting an emphasis on practicing the skill, but also maintaining our strength work. That is going to flow into doing these things under fatigue in workout scenarios, starting with a 10-minute EMOM of a 200-meter row, straight into 50 pull-ups for time. Mm. Can you do that? Yes, you can do that better because you've been practicing doing really pretty ring, or whatever it is, ring muscle-ups, under fatigue, whatever it is. So that's the point of this time I really, really would like, even if you don't follow the whole compete program, if that's the only extra work you do, prioritize prioritize that. It's really, really important because you're going to see the difference in your workout straight away, not just because you can do more pull-ups. But now suddenly you are hitting a completely different stimulus in a workout. The workout that would usually be muscle fatigue for you is now gonna be a cardio workout because you've been doing a little bit extra work on your pull-ups. So, um, Quick note is, like every week I will have a note saying, hey, we're doing max effort strict handstand push-ups. It needs to be a minimum of X amount of reps. And if you can't do it, do that minimum reps, accumulate it in this way. So whether that is using band on your pull-ups or decreasing the depth in your handstand push-ups, or doing them kipping, or whatever it is. Um, watch the videos that I post on SugarWad. I explain these things in depth every single day. Um, so yeah, that's the the uh, gymnastics that we're doing, and these are going to be backed up by doing pretty high volume bodybuilding stuff um, that will complement the gymnastics thing. So we are making our chest stronger for our dips. We are making our pulling stronger for our muscle ups. Um, it's just a good way to get strong without doing 400 pull-ups a week so that's where we're at and where we're going is obviously the same as with the weightlifting going into endurance etc uh, etc et as the um
2: as the program goes along yeah riz touched on um that the barbell comes usually second as in um you know you got your AMRAP first then you showcase your your strength by doing it after the the metcon side of things the gymnastics typically comes first, right? Yep. So if you don't have high rep toes to bar or chest to bar or bar muscle-ups or whatever it is, handstand push-ups, then you can't even touch that barbell mm-hmm. and, you know. Everything
0: does it. Because remember, the ring muscle-ups were the first movement. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: And so you, in that workout, the ring muscle-ups were the first movement. So it's
2: heartbreaking to see when you put all that time into yeah. getting, like,
0: Fuck. you spend
2: yeah. you spend eight months putting 10 kilos on your snatch and you don't get to touch the barbell because you can't do one ring muscle-up. Well, or you can't do handstand push-ups. Wall-facing
1: handstand push-ups. You get on the wall, had, try to do a handstand push-up, you can't do it. Sorry, that means you can't snatch a 60-kilo bar, even though you can snatch 120. Yeah. Like, sorry, you can't because you couldn't do 10 strict yeah. handstand push-ups.
2: Yeah. So there's a beautiful correlation between strength training for, with a barbell doing Olympic lifting and gymnastics. Don't get me wrong, there's a massive correlation there, but the gymnastics is so important to have or else you can't showcase your strength which mm-hmm. would be you know all that effort that you put onto the barbell so we've got ducks weightlifting club that um you guys are you know obviously welcome to come to on tuesday nights thursday nights and now saturdays as well um not many gyms offer that uh, amount of weightlifting inside their we've got five minutes i'll wrap it up um so take advantage of it as much as you can and remember what we talked about last time how you know there's no stress on having to do a workout afterwards so you just yeah. come in even for people that want to learn Not it's not just it's for not those it's not for like
0: high lifters or anything like that I like I encourage people that are terrified to put a barbell over their head in a snatch or whatever to come in because it gives you an opportunity to do that with as little stress as possible mm-hmm. because we don't have to move on in 10 minutes to a workout stress me out 30 minutes <laughs>
2: I'll wrap it up in ten. And so lastly, just touching on like what we do in the class, I guess um, touched on what I said last time about I kind of program. Um, I'm really trying to honor like old school CrossFit programming, which, you know, tends to pop up, you know, in competition from time to time as well. And Dave Castro and um, old mate Boz tends to, you know, like honor these old school events like helen or all that stuff and and then they'll be don't forget your roots don't forget your roots so we don't want to always fall into that trap of like new wave crossfit always training like we're doing the open like intervals all the time um that being said we i really try and program workouts throughout the week where if you were thinking of yourself you love one workout you hate one workout you're neutral about another workout but if you love every single workout and it's in your wheelhouse then i'm probably not programming properly um and if you hate every workout as well and they're not in your wheelhouse, then I'm probably still not programming properly. So at least we're trying to like cover all bases. Um, and we want you to be be as prepared as possible, not just for the open and the quarters, but just for life as well. And you should be having fun with your training. Uh, some things that I've been noticing lately is, you know, like people just, maybe they're rushed for time or maybe they just don't want to wait around an extra 10 minutes, but there's something really special about CrossFit classes and just like waiting that extra 10 minutes and just doing it with the class and there's nothing worse than trying to start a class at five o'clock and there's a group of eight people at the back doing the workout because they want to be done at 10 past five it almost feels like there's two different organizations or two different gyms going on in the same gym so if you can if you want to do it by yourself and you want to leave early just wrap up before 5 p.m or wrap up before that class starts You can still do your strength, you can still do all your weightlifting, you can still do all your gymnastics, but when you're doing the workout when the coach is trying to brief the intention of the workout, it just doesn't make sense to me. So just be a team player and just do the workout with the class or at least have the workout wrapped up before the class starts. Um, If it's unavoidable, go upstairs or be really quiet and just don't take focus. There's nothing worse than distractions. And I always tell people to leave their phones and their smartwatches and all the distractions off the floor. But someone doing grace halfway through us briefing a workout is a massive distraction. And we're trying to tell them about intentions or what you should be doing or how you should be attacking it, and all they can see is someone doing fucking something in the back that it just it doesn't ring true to the the feel that I was trying to go for when I first started duck so just keep that in mind. Be a team player or just, you know, do the right thing and just try not to be a distraction. Um, wh- in
0: saying that, if I had the option to train in a class, I would. Like, my work hours weren't the hours of what the classes were <laughs> coaching, mm. or, you know, doing personal training. I would train in a class. Do you know what sucks? Training alone. Yeah. And do you know what is really great? Having 30 other people do it with you. Mm. And that's why misery loves company. Yeah. Yeah. And there's
2: nothing wrong with open gym because I love open gym. I love training in open gym and I also do the class two to three times a week as well. So everything has its place and like sometimes I just want to throw down with my boy Joel or, or you guys in open gym and other times I just want to do the class. I just don't want there to be two different versions of the workout going on at the same time where you guys could have just waited five more minutes yeah if you Mm -hmm. have
1: to do your gymnastics first so that you are timing the workout to be at the same time as the class do that
2: Mm.
1: don't choose hey i want to do the workout now so that i can do my gymnastics at the perfect time for when i want to do it just join the class it's really worth it um i find my fitness levels go up when training with other people and it being different people every day helps as well because when you're training with the same people every day and you're both being like, okay, we'll quickly get this workout done and then go upstairs, you know what that person's going to do in the workout, they know what you're going to do. There's no real need for you to change how you're approaching it. And doing it with 30 different people every single day, good uh, vibes. really great vibes. I've probably never enjoyed CrossFit as much as I had in the last eight weeks doing it with the class every day. It's been, uh, yeah, been eye opening. Yeah, been good, yeah, mm.
2: been good. Uh, we're going to try and do this from time to time like a little bit long long form stuff But at the moment just keep an eye out on sugar wad watch the videos because they you know these guys definitely explain everything um, To a T on how you can um, attack a certain piece And then it just stops questions throughout the day when you can just like watch the video um, That being said we're always on the floor you can come and ask um, If you've got any questions, um, even if you have to just tweak certain things like I said some people might just need smaller volume, but they still want to put in the work um, other people might have an injury they're working through, or just like maybe a specific skill that they don't have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, first comes a pull up before you go into your chest. About pull ups. Hundred percent. So. Anywho, I'm done. That's Thanks. it, you guys. Good. Let's Thanks, go guys. See yeah. you next time. Hey. It's almost like the first time we've done this without destroying ourselves first. Yeah. 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 Now time for some working out. Now time. For-